It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, party people, headspacers out there? How are you doing? Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you all. Man, so much has happened over the last couple of weeks, but it is always great to be with my people. Oh, so good to see you all. I hope you're all having a great day today. Uh, Definitely want to give a shout out to our live listeners and viewers uh, as we record this live, as well as to those who are tuning in literally all over the world uh, through the podcast, Headspace with Dr. Mike podcast. Uh, just, you know, I don't think you all know just how encouraging you are, um, just through the week, uh, just getting the messages that I get, uh, just about how you were encouraged by something that was shared. And, um, it definitely, I do not take that for granted. So definitely, definitely, definitely want to just say, what's up, everybody. How are you doing? Um, man, so much has been happening and, let's get rolling. Um, Man, we got so much happening. You all are stuck with me today, and that's okay. I think you like it when you're stuck with me. I know I enjoy it when I'm with you all, although I enjoy the guests, and we will have the guests. Um, I do have some news that uh, Christy will be back in the studio by the end of October. Woo! Her maternity leave will be coming to an end. She and baby Mason, as well as Rob, uh, will have to make an appearance uh, we're trying to schedule appearance. Matter of fact, there's some things that have been happening, and, and Christy did say she's going to make a, a short, quick appearance because we got a couple things to talk about. But um, the and maybe you'll get to meet little Mason. But just want to let you know that she will be back in the studio with us uh, for Headspace with Dr. Mike, and so we're excited she's coming back soon. And of course, our you know Christine, who's been holding it down, will be back. What's up, brother Kevin in Denver? Good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, so she'll be back, y'all got a lot going on. So um, I am happy to report that uh, we uh, are on the other side. So I believe because, you know, this this disease, this COVID virus uh, is is a sneaky little fella or whatever she is or he is. Um, And we actually had it in our house. Uh, We had it um, last spring with little Mike and Sherelle and I weren't touched by it. And then we had it again in the house. Uh, we were dealing with that for the last couple of weeks. Shavella had it, and little Mike and I didn't have it. It was, it was very, it's very bizarre, but she definitely had the Delta variant, um, and she is fully vaxxed. Both of us are fully vaxxed with the Moderna, and so she had a breakthrough case, and it broke through. <laughs> it broke through, uh, but praise be to God, she is on the other side of it, y'all. She is on the other side of it. Uh, she has a little lingering cough, and she is released from isolation tomorrow. Uh, and so, um, yes, we are definitely praising God that she is on the other side of it. Um, just as, 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 you know, you don't you don't realize um, just how important, you know, when you talk about the dynamics in the house and that sort of thing, uh, you don't realize just how important uh, different people are in the house. And one thing I can publicly say to everybody is I am glad not not just because she can do things for us. <laughs> it's gonna sound so funny <laughs> because Shirella keeps the house together, <laughs> but she does. I'm glad that first of all, she's 
going, she survived it, you know, because there are a lot of people who um, cannot say that vaccinated and unvaccinated. Right. Um, but um, she said that it was the combination of the flu, pneumonia and strep throat. I can't even imagine because each of those by themselves are rough. So all three of them together. My goodness. My goodness. Yes, you are so right, Paul. Um, it's one of my one of my uh, fraternity brothers, one of the founders, actually, Paul McGrady. What's up, Gloma? Glad she is okay. So glad she had the vaccine. Could have been so much worse. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just what she was going through. I said, man, can you imagine what it would have been like if uh, if she hadn't had the vaccine? And I'm just, I'm, I'm convinced of that. I am very convinced of that, especially just hearing some of the stories of what's happening with um, everybody else. Um, Kevin said, I hope that we are on the other side. I'm being rebellious because I don't want to wear, won't, I won't wear masks. Okay. Kevin, you know, I, you know, I have feelings about that and you know, I love you as a brother. Um, but I just, um, I, I, I feel very strongly about that. I feel that, um, we, we need to do that. We need to do that to protect, uh, to protect other people and to protect ourselves. But at the same token, I do, I do, um, realize that we live in a free culture and a free society where you are allowed to make a choice. Um, in some places, and um, I am choosing to make sure that when I am still out and about, I do do that. Case in point, um, even as a fully vaccinated individual, um, it it's pretty rough. And so, um, anyway, with that being said, I took. I mean, I y'all, I because I, I went to Salt Lake City uh, for a conference and took two tests while I was even there. One was at the airport because I was dealing with a sinus infection. Um, but I didn't really know it was a science fiction. It was something crazy, but it was so bad for me that I was at the airport and I did the thing. And the sign at the airport specifically said, if you test positive, you or your anybody that you were traveling with are not allowed to leave, right? So you won't be able to board a plane. I had, would have had to isolate for 10 days in Salt Lake City. Um, not to mention I would have been away from home, but it was that bad. And I did not want to, I didn't want to get anybody infected in case I had it. And it came back negative. I mean, it came back negative. Uh, did what I had to do to get on the plane and came back home, was treated for sinus infection, sinus and ear infection, and even took a test after that just to make sure. Still negative. Meanwhile, Shavella starts developing symptoms and um, she goes to the hospital and she was, you know, not the hospital, the urgent care. And the doctor was, you know, just treated for a cold. That's a bad cold, right? And took her, you know, took her labs for a test for the COVID as well as for strep. And then when she came back, she, Shirella said she was suited and booted with all the protective gear. Um, and she was like, no, she was like, yeah, I wish I could tell you it was different. And that's when she told she had the Delta variant. And Shirella does, and, and here's the thing. It made no, it makes no sense. Shirella, the only place Shirella really go, went to was the doctor's office for a checkup uh, for something else that she was dealing with. We order our groceries. Um, you know, she may have gone to rehearsal a couple times, but there was no cases at our church. So we cannot figure this out at all. But that thing is sneaky. And um, but we are praising God that she is on the other side of it. So um just keep, you know, keep in prayer. She got a lingering cough. Um, but uh yeah, she is good. Mike, Mike and I both tested negative as well. And uh we've been keeping our distance, but uh it'll be nice to have have her back in, in the saddle. So, um, man, I hope everybody else is doing well. Just keep our nation in prayer. I think today um, there is a rally in Washington, D.C. 
um, justice for the J6. I'm confused about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, um, I'm confused about that. I'm just going to keep it at that. I don't, I don't know how we justify that situation. Um, I mean, the only piece of it I can see we justify is the fact that we have freedom of speech. But once you start storming federal buildings, particularly wreaking havoc and chaos um, in one of the buildings, um, I just, I don't know how, yeah, I think we do need justice for J6 and that's jail. <laughs> Seriously, I just, I think that that's what that is. And, you know, uh, hey, you know, if we got other opinions about it, here's Mr. Dr. Mike, we we are open to listening to other sides of the point of view. And so maybe it'll work out and I'll have a, a listener, somebody who wants to kind of talk about that. But um, I, I don't I don't see how we get around that one. Um, yeah, justice for J6 is jail. Yeah. I mean, if you were out there and just voicing your protests, you were holding up signs, not causing any chaos, that's one thing. But I'm talking about the people who were climbing the fences, breaking into buildings. I don't I don't know how we justify that. So, um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's interesting when we think about this, because a lot of times we talk about America. Um, yeah, you get it. Yep. You absolutely get it. Good morning, my Dr. Mike. I agree, jail. Yes, I, I don't know. That's the justice. <laughs> That's the justice. Um, what's up, JJ? How are you doing, my friend? It's one of my brothers right there, uh, checking in. And you know, this is big because he don't he don't log into these things all the time. So uh, I, I, I'm honored that he uh, he he's logged in. We're gonna have to have JJ on at some point. He is a awesome, incredible worship pastor, um, and actually just a very dear friend, dear brother. We hit it off real well um, when he became a student at Cedarville. He's like, uh, I guess in many ways, I'm kind of like his mentor, I guess. But um, um, he's he, he's he's a very encouragement to me. But getting back to what we're saying, you know, we, speaking of Justin, because Justin and I have had this conversation before. Um, yeah, Chad, you, you know, you're right. What about the cops that let people walk right in jail? I, I mean, if they were complicit in having those things happen absolutely i think anybody that had the lawmakers i think there's some investigation now on the lawmakers um who may have been involved with it um i think that i think that anybody that was responsible for it let them in absolutely yes jail like i don't i don't see i don't see what it is i mean yeah absolutely um so some of think rules don't apply to them rules are for thee not for me yeah you know that that is the case um, in a lot of in a lot of things, and I think that this pandemic has kind of brought that up. Um, good morning, brother J J Jamal. Yeah, I think this case has. I think this this whole pandemic has kind of brought that up about the um, you know just laws are laws until they're inconveniencing to me, or until and I think you know that's human nature. Um, you know, it was funny. I was at. Um, I was at church um, the other day for um, we were, were we're getting ready. Our church is actually opening up finally for um, everybody. We have been um, all the pandemic. The only people allowed in our church were um, those who were responsible for the broadcast uh, via social media every Sunday morning. We did a live broadcast. Um, and so anybody who was responsible for that and then eventually it opened up to all our leaders in the church because we were able to just maintain it. But keep in mind, I go to a pretty big church. And so we have a lot of space and um, we're actually finally opening, having a re-grand opening for everyone tomorrow. Um, so we are actually opening up. And so, you know, 
our church tends to, you know, we do things big and we're getting ready for that. So I was at the church and I was picking up, um, we have special shirts for the event. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a leader within the church. People pretty much know who I am. And it was funny because uh, there was a point where I was picking up sh the shirts for my parents because they weren't able to go make it. I was going to pick their shirts up. And the person that was leading the, you know, collecting the shirts was like, okay, I need you to call your mom or dad and so we can get them on the phone and we can verify that it's okay for you to pick up your shirt. And the blank stare that I gave her at first, I was like, really, this is what we're doing? <laughs> like, I might, like, really, this is what we're doing? But, you know, she looked at me and she said, yeah, we're having everybody do that. And and as much as like it was a slight inconvenience, it, it was right. It was right. Especially as leaders, we got to do what's right. Right. And that's the policy. That was what the policy was that, you know, because, you know, everybody was saying, oh, I'm picking up so-and-so shirts. Then so-and-so shows up. They don't have their shirt. And I'm like, well, so-and-so picked it up for you. Yeah, I haven't talked to them in like weeks. <laughs> and that happens, believe it or not. And um, and so I I had to appreciate that. And I called my mom and I kind of joked about it a little bit with her. But, you know, that's what it was. And those are rules. Those are those are rules that are established. Those are policies that are established. And so we have to be very careful that we don't um, diminish that. So, yeah, I think anybody who had anything involved with that, they should go to jail. I think so. I think there there are laws. We, we, we've been talking a lot about the Constitution lately. And so let's see what the Constitution says about things like that. All right. Um, but, um, yeah, we will continue on and see how this goes throughout the course of our day, praying for our nation's capital and, uh, let's go ahead and pay a bill. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors here in 2021. Everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. Yeah, so anyway, we have that going on. Um, we have some uh, football season uh, week one started last week. All my footballers, where you're at, this is our time. NFL, I'm talking about, of course, college is um, its own little entity. My Buckeyes, they they let us down last week. We're going to see how they do this week. Um, man, they, they 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 got some improving to do. Uh, we definitely uh, <laughs> discovered some holes. But uh, man, how did your how did your week one go? <laughs> Mine did not go so well. <laughs> we had, well, you know what? In the scheme of things, so. What I will say about my Ravens is we kind of went limping into that game. Uh, I mean, we had huge blows. Uh, we talked about this last week. Um, we had huge blows because two people that we uh, really, actually three people that we really rely on and build our schemes around, they're, they're done for the season. So that's a huge blow. And then, um, I mean, the fact that the game was so close and went into tie tie break, um, went into a tie break, um, was uh, overtime, I don't know, went to tie break, went to overtime. Yes, it was a tie break um, that was overtime. See, my wife is always talking to smack, go Steelers. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> see, what I, see what I deal with? She's back. She's feeling better, apparently. Um, yeah, it was rough. It was rough for us Ravens. 
Um, they held it together, but then at the end, just and and you know Lamar, Lamar, and there's these daggone fumbles. Like, bruh, you got feet of gold, but she's really talking trash. Sherella talking real trash now. Cause now she's talking about go blue. Okay, because Michigan did Michigan win at the house last week? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they probably did because that's just my teams did not do well last week. Um, but yeah, uh, it was rough. It was rough. But you know, at the end of the day, I was a little happy. If, if it's possible to be happy for the Raiders, um, because uh, you know that no one wants on the record for their first opening game um, in their new, brand new stu- stadium, which is crazy. It, that that thing is just crazy. I love how they've nicknamed it um, the Death Star uh, because it it really is that. Um, and I've seen it up close because when I was in Vegas, when they were finished putting the finishing touches on building it, um, it is impressive to say the least. It's kind of sick. Um, but with that, you know, for them to have on the record books that their first law, their first game with a real crowd was a loss to the Ratbirds, yeah, it would be kind of bad for them. So, <laughs> so congratulations to them, I guess. And then we have another hard, I mean, we knew, but we knew when the season schedule was announced that out early on was going to be a little rough because we have Kansas City tomorrow night. I'm not going to lie. I always try to bet on my birds. I'm a little nervous about tomorrow, y'all. I'm a little nervous about tomorrow because just, you know, Kansas City is just this enigma. Um, but Cleveland held tough with them. Cleveland's a pretty good team, so I don't know, y'all. I just, you know, football season just stresses me out. I'm with Christine. Like, I just, sometimes it's just not fun at times because it just stresses me out. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't enjoy my Sundays because you just never know how these games going to go. Um, so, anyway, um, hope your, your teams are doing what they're supposed to do. I know I got a Broncos fan on here. Uh, some fo- Jamal, I hope the Ravens do win tomorrow. I really do. I would love for them to win tomorrow, but I would not be surprised if they don't. Maybe I'm a realistic fan. I don't know. So um, anyway, football season is here. Um, man, it's, it's going to be a tough grueling season, um, too, because they're playing more games than ever. I think they've gone from 16 games to 17 games. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, there's a part of me that there's a part of me that is like, is that is that a bit much? But then there's another part of me that realizes, I mean, that's what they're getting paid to do. Um, so who am I to take something out of their paychecks, right? Um, I mean, if that's what they're choosing to do, I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Um, so and it's, it's long. Um, that's that's a long season, a lot of wear and tear on the body. Um, but that's what they're choosing to do. I mean, modern day gladiation, right? Is that a word? Gladiation? <laughs> ah, gladiation. Um, California peeps, how you doing? There was an earthquake. Uh, we had a 4.2 magnitude earthquake. I'm in the L.A. area. I know um, a a buddy of mine who is on the city council for the city of Carson. He had kind of had on his Facebook. He was telling folk, if you're seeing um, some fire at the refineries, that's okay, uh, because apparently they do that. I guess it's the blow off, literally blow off steam um, to keep a fire from breaking out. So um, that is fascinating when you start thinking about uh, like how you set a fire to fix a fire. <laughs> um, very fascinating when you think about that, um, how that works. Like when, speaking of fires, you know, the forest fires are really going crazy out and about in um, the West uh, the West Coast. Um, when we were flying into Salt Lake City, 
they the pilot was just telling us you'll notice that there is uh this um um when they're there you're flying in they would the pilot was just telling us that this haze that you see is the smokes from the east, the west um so even in salt lake city we could kind of see the fires that were several hundred miles away um and then even so um first of all you can see the forest fires from space um, we're gonna talk about that in a few moments but then also here in maryland on the other side of the country uh, we had a few days where it was real hazy out and they said that was because the smoke was in the atmosphere so it wasn't low enough where it was going to impact our air quality but it was in the atmosphere crazy how that all that works right um so needless to say um my mama is on here hi mama how you doing always listening mom and dad are on oh cool good to see y'all yeah um isn't it amazing how all that stuff works um how I'm very fascinated. You know what? When I get back from break, I'm going to talk about this because this has been fascinating me just about how uh, the climate impacts things. And um, it's actually going to feed itself into um, what I'm going to talk about for my heads up. So um, stay tuned. We will be back. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart Yeah, so uh, we had some hurricanes last week, uh, last couple, last few weeks. Matter of fact, there was a main one that kind of went through. Um, was it Ida that went through? Um, or Floyd? I forget. I get their names mixed up. Ida, no, Ida was the one that was a chopper hit. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was Floyd. I think that's what it was. So um, the one that went through, anyway, the one that actually wreaked havoc all on Louisiana, and um, you know really just still praying for the peeps down there i know that um, a couple of my friends were just still saying that their cables not um not back on although i think power has been restored and, and they initially were proposing that it was going to be about a month before the power came back on um and so i think for the most part the power is back when i have to check into that um any of my louisiana peeps let me know um but um one of the things that uh you know it kind of came up and you know what happens is once they hits land uh, it, you know, gets a part of, becomes a part of the weather system in, you know, the jet stream and all that stuff. And so we actually got pieces of it even here. Um, matter of fact, I think, uh, I was in Salt Lake City at the time cause I flew out right before it was coming this way. And Shirella and Mike were dealing with tornado. Like they actually had to go shelter in place for tornado cause there was tornado spotted not too far for, or there was a very good chance it was going to be a tornado, which, you know, Chevelle and I kind of used to that because she's from Ohio, of course, and I lived in Ohio for several years. And so, you know, in Ohio, you know, the sirens get the sound in and it, it's on and popping and you can kind of just look in the air and see, oh yeah, this is tornado weather. <laughs> um, so we kind of were used to that, but um, just here it's a little scary because this just doesn't happen often. And um, we're not necessarily wired like the Midwest is when it comes to being prepared for tornadoes and stuff. But anyway, fascinating story about these. these. And when we talk about storms, um, you know, 
the idea is that storms are nature's way of rejuvenating itself, of rebuilding itself, of regenerating itself, of, of, of just really taking, um, you know, throughout the time things have built up in the atmosphere and things have happened and storms actually, while they have their destructive piece to them, part of that destructive nature actually is rebuilding. I think that's going to bless somebody because you know, a lot of times we go through storms in our lives and some of the best things that could have ever happened to us happen as a result of a storm, right? And um, one of the things that they were talking about was the storm went up into Greenland and when it gets up there, it's not rain anymore, it becomes snow. And it was so much rain, snow. And remember, we're hearing about climate change and and, and I'm, look, y'all, I am a communicator. Um, I did the bare minimum in science in school because I just knew that science wasn't going to be my thing, right? Um, but what I do know is that um, the polar caps are melting and stuff like that. Well, one of the in the ice shelf and the snow shelf and what keeps uh, the water levels lower than what they need to be when they because when they start melting, that adds water to the water level and it ends up we end up having more floods and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that they said in Greenland is that it became snow and it was so much snow that it actually has replenished uh, that that snow that's melted. And that's just powerful to me. And, you know, that leads itself in, lends itself into, you know, what we talk about. We go through these storms in our lives and um, still, you know, what? I'm glad I decided to do today uh, because I wasn't going to. um, So I'm glad that you're here. Um, Tanil said, you know, I'm glad I joined in. I needed this today. Um, a lot of times we go through storms in our lives and, you know, in the midst of the storms, they're rough. I mean, they are. Let's keep it real. They're rough. They're scary. They're turbulent. Um, they're very uncomfortable. Um, we're, we're really kind of displaced. Uh, but then on the other side of the storm, we start seeing, you know, the, the, the air is the cleanest it's been in a long time. Um, some things are kind of identified. You know, we remember after Katrina, the reason why. Floyd wasn't as bad as it could have been was because of the storm Katrina and what happened 16 years as a result of Katrina. And had we not had Katrina, when this storm came through, it may have been catastrophic, right? As more more catastrophic, right? Why? Because things become known, right? How many times have you been through a storm and you start finding out some things that you didn't necessarily know? And it's like, man, you know, had we had I not had the storm, um, had I not had the storm, uh, see, these guys are still here fussing about football scores. Kevin and Jamal, Kevin said, look who is 0-1 and 1-0, Jamal. Don't start with me now, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, we're very early in the season, bro. But we're going to see we gonna see how it's going to go. <laughs> um, Kevin is a diehard Broncos fan. And uh, it's, just, it's just funny to see this. He, he is arguing about whether or not. Because Kevin did talk some smack though about how when the Bron- do the Bron- do the Broncos even play the Ravens this season besides the playoffs? Um, if we do, Kevin was saying that they're gonna put the smack down on the Ravens, and Jamal was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, be encouraged by these storms because these storms. First of all, here's the other thing about a storm: storms do not last all days. Like they don't last in- inevitably. We're not Pluto, we're not Mars, we're not Mercury, where they're having storms constantly for years, for decades, right? We are a place where the storms eventually subside. I mean, think about that. The storm will end. The storm has an ending. It has a beginning and it has an ending. The storm will end. 
And here's the other thing, and this this is the, the spirituality piece of it, because you all know that I'm undoubtedly a follower of Christ, but also, you know, I just believe in, in the Lord and the power of the Lord. One of the things that I, I love about him is that more often than not, well, all the time, he signs off on the storms, right? And he signs off on the storms, especially their impact on us, according to what he knows we can handle. And so if he doesn't think that we're equipped to handle what the storm brings, then he won't sign off on all of it for us, right? And so when it comes to us, it's been signed off. Mm, be blessed by that. It's been signed off by him. Why? Because he knows that you are equipped for it and you're equipped to handle it. And I have to be reminded of that sometimes because there are times where things kind of come on in my life and it's like, Lord, this is just so much. And, you know, we we, we talk about scriptures like he'll never put on more so than we can bear. Um, you know, there's a lot of argument about what the, the true meaning of that bear is. But when you start thinking about a bear is the idea that it's not that he is not going to give it to us. It's that he's not going to give it to us that he knows that we can't withstand. Right. Bear means withstanding something like if I'm bearing a burden, if I'm bearing like if I'm bearing a chest of clothes, right, I'm bearing it because I can withstand it. I can I can maintain my stance with it. I can hold it. It's not going to overwhelm me. Right. It may be uncomfortable for me, but it doesn't mean that I can't come out successful in it. And I think we need to be encouraged by that, that 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 we can be successful in it. Um, and it's hard though sometimes it really is. It's hard sometimes because you know we go through these things. The other piece of it, I'm gonna talk about this knowing my heads up, is that a lot of times we go through these storms and we think we're the only ones that A are going through it or B that have um are experiencing um the effects of it. And there's something about knowing that there's a group of individuals who um are actually going through it with us, right? Or have been through it, have been there. I was thinking about, um, I like to fly, you know, I fly a lot of Southwest, um, you know, Southwest, you can be a sponsor of Headspace Black America if you want, um, but they're not. But I fly a lot of Southwest because Southwest, we have a hub here. We're one of the major hubs for Southwest here in Baltimore. And so it's just easy to just be able to get a direct flight somewhere. I much prefer that, um, a direct flight, um, just get on. I, when I get on, I get off in my location. Um, especially with the way travel has been going lately, like having to get off and risking the fact that I may miss a flight and, you know, just traveling is not as easy as it was before the pandemic. Um, and then I just, you know, just don't like the idea of being stuck somewhere, um, you know, having to, if I have to stay overnight in the airport, and I, no, uh, <laughs> I want to get from one bubble to another. And, um, but I also used to fly United a lot. I had, you know, the, the uh, the different levels you know that you get and um, one of the things i liked about united was you could actually listen in on the cockpit and it was nice because like you could hear them like giving the call signals to the different um control towers and they would always you know as you would go from one zone to another they would say all right you need to um change your frequency to this one and let the people in this particular tower know because as you're going along you have to talk to different towers because if you're going to la and you're in Omaha, the people in New York really aren't going to be much help to you, right? So it's like, I need to talk to the people closer to, you know, 
closer to Omaha. And, and like, just so like, as you're approaching Omaha, they say, you know, Omaha Taps. I always love listening to that. But one thing I was, I used to always really tune in if I was watching a movie or something, and then like we hit some turbulence or something, I would real quick tune in on that station because I was like, you know, I'm nosy. I want to hear what's going on. And the pilots was to then say, hey, we've hit some chop in this area. And he'd be talking to other, um, you know, the towers who have gotten reports from other planes that have gone that direction. Come on, let this one bless you real quick, that there are planes that have already gone before them. And as a result of the planes that have gone before them, they've kind of peeped what's happened ahead. And therefore, <laughs> whoo, that just blessed me. Therefore, they're able to radio back and say, hey, anybody else that's coming after us, here's what they can expect. But if you go up a couple of thousand feet, you'll be able to avoid it. Or, you know, what we found we went up at least 5000 feet and it was still choppy. They may have to go down a couple of feet, thousand feet. And then all of a sudden the ride becomes smoother for those that come afterwards. Why? Because the people ahead of them radioed back and said, hey, we've been through this. This is how we fixed it. This is how we solved it. And that's important that we have those people. <laughs> My mom said, you talking about parenting? <laughs> Just talk about in general. Actually, I was dealing more with like this, the storms that come in our lives, Ma. But yeah, I think that, that happens too. And that actually lends itself to our heads up that after this next break, um, I'm going to go ahead and kind of go into the power of community because I believe that that is where we're at. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Yeah, so today's heads up. I want to deal with, um, you know, asking you the question, what community are you a part of? Like, what community um starting with what exactly does community mean to you and you know i i spent a lot of time one of the reasons why i was inclined to create headspace with dr mike was because i envisioned a community of individuals who really are like-minded in the sense that we want to change the world and we want to impact the world for good and we recognize that the way to impact the world for good is to really sit and, and figure out what exactly are on people's minds, what's on people's hearts, what are they thinking, what are they going, right? Um, what is it that they're doing? And, um, you know, what I, what I was noticing, especially particularly during the pandemic, was we lived in this world of echo chambers where we tend to gravitate in the direction of the people who are speaking our language, um, people that make us feel comfortable in our thoughts and opinions. Uh, echo chambers are people that say things that confirm what we already think. And you gotta be careful in that because there's something called, there's something called a confirming bias. And a confirming bias is where we tend to have a bias that um, is, it's, it's a bias where that any information that comes in, if it's not in line with what confirms where we sit, then it's wrong and we've ruled it out. But if you come along and say, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking, then now you've confirmed my bias, right? And we got to be careful of those things. 
Uh, because just because somebody agrees with what you're saying does not necessarily make it right or wrong. It just makes it the disagreement, right? And so the purpose of History with Dr. Mike was really to start taking these topics and, hey, let's talk about it. Let's let's get your perspective of it. Um, for someone to simply say that they don't have an opinion about something, I don't believe that. I definitely have an opinion about things, right? And there are some opinions that I choose to hold back because I realize that my opinion about it may actually come from a place that's not necessarily healthy, may come from a place that is kind of, um, you know, biased, right? May come from a place that is pretty subjective, um, you know, that comes from a place that not, is not necessarily the, the, the best. Or some of my opinions about things just come from a place that I just, I, I'm, I'm ignorant in it. I don't really know enough about it to have an educated opinion about it. I just have an opinion based off of what I think I know. And social media has really like heightened that whole thing, right? And so we have these, these echo chambers where everyone is allowed to express their opinion about things. I mean, look, I have a radio show on the internet that anybody can tune in. Like, it's not that hard to have an opinion and have an audience to listen to your opinion. Uh, but what I, what I was really very clear on was having a community of people who felt safe to say, all right, this is my opinion. And all right, you have your opinion about it. Let's let's just flesh it out. Let's put it in context, right? Let's make it work. Like a little earlier in the show, you know, I had somebody that came on that is very opinionated about some things that aren't necessarily the same way that I feel about things. And guess what? I was like, you know, all right, cool. I get it. We're in agreement about this thing, right? And then I challenge you to bring me some more. Like, what else are you bringing? And so with that being said, I asked you a question about what communities are you a part of? Because community is extremely important. A lot of times we use this term community for church, uh, for those that are in church, because we talk about having a community of believers. But it's the idea of having folk that come together, um, people who believe the same thing. So regardless of your religion, you have when you go to your temple, you go to your mosque, you go to your um, community center or whatever it is, you're a community of people who are like minded, believe the same thing. And um, it's important that you have a community that can support you through the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Um, that's why when we look at Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews, there's a verse, and this came up a lot when churches were still closed down for the pandemic. Um, they were saying, you know, forsaking, forsaking not the, this fellowshipping of the saints. And, you know, that's a great verse. It, it's a very powerful verse. It's a very poignant verse for those of us who are Christians who really desire to be stronger Christians, right? Um, but it was used kind of as a weapon. It was like, you know, churches can't be closed because they're going against the commandment to forsake not the fellowship of the saints. It's like, no, that's not it at all. First of all, when you look at forsaking not the fellowship of the saints, it's actually a command that is not given to an organization. It's given to people, individuals. It's basically saying to you, do not put yourself in a position where you don't allow yourself to fellowship with other Christians. So the church is being closed. If a church is being closed and you're not hearing anything from them, like there's no online, there's not any online services. You're not, your small groups can't meet via Zoom. Um, you can't even get on the phone and talk to somebody at your church. And that's a problem. And the church is not being supportive of fostering and facilitating the fellowshipping of the saints. But to say that because we're not in person face to face, that's just a fallacy. That's, that's, that's a fallacy. You cannot use scripture to say that, right? Um, first of all, when you think about the early church, let's keep it real. The early church was house churches. They were not in monolithic 
uh, temples. Matter of fact, the church did not start in a temple. It started in the upper room of, 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 a, of a building. Like it started in the upper room, a meeting room, a meeting room of a building, sitting around a fellowshipping of people getting together for a meal, for a holiday meal. And then it grew out of the church. Think about the story of Pentecost. It became something that happened in the community, out and about in the streets. Never once were they at the first temple of, of Jerusalem having the start of the church. So for us to sit there and say that a church being closed for the pandemic to keep people safe is actually a sin, that's a problem, right? That's the idea that I want. Come, come talk to me about that. Let's talk. Let's, let's do scripture and really justify that because I had to have that conversation with some folks. Like, you need to be careful with what you're telling people because you, you're really making this a little sillier than what it needs to be, right? Um, that's no different than us closing church for snow because we don't want people to risk their lives getting on icy roads to come to church. When now, look at it, more than ever, we have yes it's not the ideal like yeah look at a screen after a while it doesn't get tired i'm excited about us getting together tomorrow for church i'm gonna be honest with you i'm still a little nervous about it because i don't want anybody to get sick because i just saw what it does to my wife so with that we got to be careful about that community is is having a group of individuals what kind of communities are you a part of um I happen to be a part of a lot of cool communities, one of which is my church family who celebrates the wins and the victories and the losses. You know, they, they're there to help me grieve. Um, my church community is going through a powerful time right now because we lost a very dear, very dear person um, in our community. But then um, another community that I'm a part of is my health community. Um, I'm a part of a health program that not only am I a client of, but I'm also a coach. And by the way, if any of you are really interested in um stepping up your health game uh give me a call because this month there is a deal that we're having you know that you if you've been holding off on it because your finances have been a problem you need to hit me up because uh y'all i'm telling you something by the way i'm down 42 pounds uh your boy started at 5 54 august 3rd and um i didn't get on the scale today because I, I was rushing to get ready for um for the show, but afterwards, but when I got on a scare earlier this week, I was at 510. <laughs> so that's actually more than uh yeah, it's about 40 something pounds. So um needless to say, your boy is working, but I have a community of folk. Thank you, Tanil, for the congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so I have a community of folk, and uh this summer, for instance, and what kind of was a catalyst to really getting me back on the wagon was um we had a uh we had a, a a convention in atlanta and i wasn't gonna go christy you are on oh my gosh thank you christy appreciate you man i was talking about you earlier today everybody was celebrating oh thank you jamal everybody's celebrating uh my weight loss yes babe you've been there with me babe every step of the way so thank you sharela uh for loving on me with that um Anyways, a part we were having a convention and I wasn't going to go because I was I was reaching out to my coaches and I said, yeah, I said, I'm just not feeling fluffy. I feel like I don't feel like a health coach. And um, deep down inside, I knew that I was halfing. I wasn't really doing the plan like I needed to. Um, and I wasn't. I was I was doing everything else. But and um, thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate you. Um, and so I wasn't going to go. And my coach said, you know, it's your choice. I get it why you wouldn't go. She said, but if you think that you're going to be judged in a bad way, 
and um, no, that's not going to happen. And these people are going to love on you and they're going to be there. You in right now, more than ever, you need some community. So I reluctantly went and um, instantly no one judged me for how I was looking. They were there right beside me offering, how can I be of help to you? Um, and the program that I'm a part of, part of, you know, I have some folk that, that they'll say things like, this isn't for me. I get it. But then I ask them the question, did you really do it? Because the way it works for us is, yeah, we have what we eat. That's just one piece of it. But the other piece of it is the coaching. And some of these people that say that they didn't, it wasn't for them. They weren't, wouldn't answer their phone when it was time for their coaching. So you kind of got to show up, right? The other piece was there's this educational piece of just understanding what exactly your body is doing. And we have the tool, we give you the tools to do that. Like where you get to kind of spend some time learning about your body and learning about you and your why, and they weren't doing that. And then the last piece was we have a community of people. We have um, support Zoom that we do every Tuesday night at 9, 8, 9 p.m. And um, it's a half hour and it's just designed to like deal with hearing what other people in the community are going through. Um, and we have a Facebook page, a Facebook group that you get to be a part of. Like we have all these things that foster community. I'm not the only one that's going through this, right? You're the one that's going through it too. Let's come together and support each other through it. And when we're not going and tapping into our community, then we, we have a problem. And so one of the things I want to encourage you all is to really take some time to look at the community that you're a part of and see what types of communities you may need to be a part of in order to ensure that, look, this is where I'm supposed to be headed. Who is it that's helping facilitate and foster success in that area for me? And that's my heads up. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. All right, y'all. So, um, talking about community, we talked about a lot today. You know, this, this hour goes by relatively quickly. It's so good that you all get to participate with me and I talk back to me. There is something that kind of came up to this week for me um, that I am starting to come to grips with and I'm starting to embrace it. So I am approaching my mid forties. And um, first of all, it was one of those things I never really just thought of growing up. Like I just, I remember being a teenager wanting to be in my twenties. Cause you know, there was benefits to being 20. Like, you know, you get drank, you get the you know, when you're 21, you, you're grown, right? And uh, how many of us know, though, that once we hit 21, we really weren't that grown? <laughs> we thought we were, but we weren't. And, um, you know, I have been teaching, you know, I've been teaching college uh, speech for, for years, over a decade. And I have a new set of students. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, this is cool. Um, a couple weeks ago was my first day stepping back into the classroom after being out of the classroom close to two years. It was, it's, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. Like walking through a college campus, um, you know, having to deal with all that. Um, it was, it was really, it was really interesting. It was different, um, but I love it. I, I love my two uh, classes I'm teaching this semester, but it's just, de it's definitely been something different. But in doing that, I came to conclude that the connection that I have with this group of students 
looks different than it did when I first started teaching because I'm older. And, um, you know, it, it was it was one of those things I'm starting to come to grips with the fact that I'm older. Like there's some you know, some maturity that comes along with that. Um, there's a level of respect that it looks different. Right. Um, these students actually look at me more as the, the elder man. Oh, I was walking through campus and this guy was in a rush and he bumped into me. He said, I'm so sorry, sir. And I was like, oh, sir. Oh, called sir. <laughs> It just it did something to me. Like I actually came home and told Shirella about it, and she she I think she felt my pain because I was I was pitiful about it. I was like, oh, this is uh, this is crazy. Um, but needless to say, I'm starting to come to grips with that, and and I'm I'm okay with it. Like I, it is what it is. I think it's great. You know, um, one of the things that I have come to grips with is the fact that you know we look at social media and stuff, and we see people who have developed and. You know, they do things that are just phenomenal in their early ages. But one of the things that we've seen studies have shown that people don't really hit their 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 season until they hit their mid 40s, early 50s. Like, that's just it. Most successful people, they really hit their stride when they get to that mid 40s, early 50s. So I'm excited about what's to come these next within these next 10 years. Um, but it's just coming to grips with that. And one of the areas is that came up this week. You know, I told you about the death of a family member was, um, you know, the death of the family member. Instantly, people start posting on in social media and they start posting pictures with that person and all this other stuff. And I know this became an issue when Kobe Bryant died because, um, you know, the family hadn't even been notified. And it wasn't so much even Kobe Bryant's family that had been notified, but it was the people that were in the helicopter with Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Um, they hadn't been, you know, all of that hadn't been taken care of before the news was releasing that, you know, he had a helicopter, his helicopter, cra helicopter crash and everybody on board died. And so one of the conversations that came up was, um, you know, oh, so, you know, can we can we can we can we show some honor and respect to the family first before we start posting things? Me personally, I try to keep my post generalized. Um, so my post, you know, just to said, man, my heart is hurt and pray for my, at the time, it wasn't just my church family. It was also my school, my high school family. Cause a, a dude that I've known since the sixth grade played baseball with wrestled with on the wrestling team. Um, he passed away. Um, and it was rough. I found out both of these deaths happened within five minutes of each other. And so I still just kept it generalized. And there were some people that were posting pictures. I said, like, Ooh, don't. Don't do that just yet. Like, at least let the family post first, and then you can start like you know giving shouts to the people. But I guess my question when I was when I was talking to that person, this person who was really just upset about it, I I held my thoughts to myself, but I wanted to say to them, you know, that's the age that we live in, unfortunately, and it's not so much that people want to be the first to post it. I think the news that's one thing. That's that's a whole other issue. But I think the average Joe in their social media, that's their way of connecting the dots to that person in the loss. And in that moment, especially when you start studying grief, to be honest with you, when you study grief, think about it. Grief is very personal. It's very individualistic, right? We don't, when you're going through grief, you don't really pay attention to the others that are involved until a little later on in the process. And um, I don't know. I just that was one thing that kind of came up. I'm eager to hear some of y'all's thoughts about it. We may actually do a show on that, just about the, the dynamics and culture 
and how things have shifted. Because like I said, I typically try to keep it until the family, you know, says something about it. But then there are other people that there were pictures of them with this person and that person. I was like, can we wait till the family kind of acknowledges that they know, you know? So anyway, with that being said, it was just amazing this week. I kind of came to grips with the fact that I am an old man and some of the values that I bring to the table are old man values. <laughs> All right, let's take one quick break and then we're going to wrap up. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. I love it how the chat is. <laughs> Christy talking all this smack. People need to take a breath. I agree. They do. And she said, you old, I ain't old, sir. Are you right? You know what? You better go ahead, Mason's mom, and talk like you ain't old. That's fine. I get it. You go ahead. That's fine. Matter of fact, I think you are a little younger than me anyway. So there's that. Uh, my mom, thank you, mama. She said vintage, not old. <laughs> vintage, seasoned. Yes, I'm more seasoned. That's what we're going to go with. You know what? You know what, though? No, vocabulary is everything. You're right. And I think being old is a mindset. And so here at Headspace with Dr. Mike, we always are working on our mindset. So I will take that coaching. I will take that coaching. We're not old. We're more seasoned, more matured, uh, more experienced, vintage. I'm not vintage yet, Ma. I'm going to let you you keep that vintage. I'm not, I'm not ready to be compared to um, an antique car. <laughs> I'm not compared to be an antique car. Hey, and, and next, I want you to be paying attention. You know, um, before we leave here, I want you to pay attention. Shout out to the cookout on Big Brother. History is being made as we speak. For the first time in the history of Big Brotherness, there it will be a black winner. There will be a winner who is African American. And um, Christy's going to come on um, in another episode. I'm hoping we can do it next week. Um, even if it's just for five minutes, Christy, you're going to need to come on because we're going to need to talk about this whole cookout thing. If you have not checked out the cookout there is i mean the folk are upset about it it's a whole lot going on um i've been a fan of big brother since episode one of season one um big brother and survivor i have not missed an episode of yet um this season of season of look y'all look I, that's that's what got me in the big biggest loser i love i love a good reality show um but anyway we're going to talk about that so be on the lookout and cookout um i think matter of fact next sunday the champion will be crowned. Um, so Christy was saying, I can't wait. Yeah. So Christy, we're going to talk about it because, you know, I've been trying to get Christine to talk about it. She don't watch Big Brother. People don't watch Big Brother. I don't know how you missed Big Brother, some of the best TV out there. But with that being said, everybody, I love you all. May the peace of God reign in your life. Um, I am praying for you individually. Thank you for um, making headspace. Um, oh, darn. She can't come to the she can't be on the 29th. Oh, well, it's not the 29th. It's the 25th. Well, I guess I'm guessing you're saying the 25th, Christy. Dang it. The 29th. No, the 29th. Oh, they'll be crowned on the 29th. Oh, good. Wednesday night. It'll be Wednesday night crowning. Got it. Not Sunday night. Okay, good. Thank you. So hopefully you can come on the 25th and we can talk about it. Um, but anyway, um, with that being said, I wish the peace of God will be about, yes, the finale. Yes, Christy. Thank you. Yes. 
Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. I enjoyed hanging out with you all. I love you all and uh, praying the best for you all. With that being said, peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.